probably all be checking in with someone every now and then. After we, we imploded in the league last year, I wasn't right for yeah. a long time. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTV Sports app now. The Gaelic Football Preview on Off The Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio by the Louth footballer, Sam Mulroy. How are you keeping, Sam? I'm good, Nathan. Thanks, for, thanks uh, for How are you? Congratulations. You had, a, you had a very good day on Saturday, Division 3 champions. Yeah, absolutely. Great day. Great day for Louth, I suppose, overall. Was this a, oh no, we're just thinking about the championship, or did you go out and properly celebrate? And <laughs> nice? oh, we had a few, anyway, we had a few. few. A couple yeah, of quiet ones. A couple of quiet ones. But focusing fully again, uh, you've had a remarkable spring. Uh, I was saying you're at the talk of the town, even though you're not from the town, are you? No, I'm not from the town, no, I'm a from? man. Monster Monster boys, boys, all right. Yeah. Uh, top scorer in the league was at 3.57 with the six points in the final. So yeah, finished around something like that, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's remarkable form. Can you talk us through the... The Division 3 experience having gone up from Division 4 because most teams when they move up a division it's just stabilise, stay there, get a couple of seasons and then try and progress again was was promotion and, and winning a league a, a talking point for Mickey Hart right from the start? Um, I suppose, no, we never really spoke about it um, when we first set out. It was kind of, um, as you said, it's nearly survival mode at, at first and then it was like a case of when we lost our first match you're kind of going, this could be a disaster and then you drew in Longford and we had no real hopes I suppose at that stage so it was kind of the Limerick match down in Limerick was a massive turning point and um, to come, down, come away from Limerick with two points and to put ourselves back in contention uh, but then at that stage it's kind of still let's get enough points here to stay in Division 3 because as you said we we're only after coming up so um, After those first couple of matches where there's disappointment and there's probably already a little bit of concern starting to creep in like the experience that you have in that dressing room now with uh, Mickey Hart is that is that where you really feel it comes to the fore? Yeah, absolutely. He's seen looked, it all. Yeah, absolutely has. I'm sure he's dealt with, with stuff like this already. So, um, no, look, man of Mickey's experience, as you said, um, is brilliant to have in your dressing room. And I think other teams would be envious of, of what we have in Mickey Hart. So, um, look, it was brilliant to have him. And I suppose he guided us through it well. Um, it was never about getting ahead of ourselves. or I suppose we never even spoke about promotion. It was always about winning the next match and putting ourselves in a position to, to do something, I suppose, more so than anything else. When you go back 15, 16 months and word came through that Mickey Hart was going to be the new manager of the Loud Senior Footballers, what was your reaction? Uh, very shocked, <laughs> I suppose, at the, at the time. It was, look, for Loud to get someone like Mickey Hart was, was absolutely incredible and I don't think anyone expected it, never mind the people of Loud. So to pull Mickey in and I keep saying it's credit to the Loud County Board for pulling that one off. So um, we're very thankful to have, have him and hopefully we can hold on to him as long as we can. Like, does it change Does it change conversations in the, in the squad WhatsApp group instantly? Does it change your mentality of what you believe you can achieve? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Look, I think... Say a few boys are we're gonna hang off the boots and, and thought otherwise right. you know, sort of way. So um I know look a few had probably rang me at the time and said, Look, I'm I'm done, that's it and then I suppose you get news of, of that Mickey's gonna be in and no one wants to walk away then I suppose for our opportunity to get to play and speak and talk and coach by Mickey Hart is is incredible and I don't think anyone would turn that down, you know, sort of way. So um it was a massive turning point for LGA. And it'd be understandable if, if players are thinking about walking away uh, and nothing against previous management teams or anything, but 
like for a county like Louth since 2010 it's been tough uh, whether it's league positioning or just championship where from the outside like it's felt as though Leinster has been dead that the players are going into Leinster like we've spoken to geez, we've spoken to former Tyrone players who felt they were going into All-Ireland series feeling they didn't have much yeah. of a, a chance hey, how did you go through those years of trying to motivate yourself trying to think you know, I want to win something I want to win silverware I want to win a Leinster title I want to put it up to the best teams but knowing that you know, realistically Dublin are miles ahead of everybody yeah and they, and they were and I suppose for the last I think I said last week I've probably only played a handful of, of Leinster Championship matches in the five or six years I've been involved with Loud senior football team so it's tough I suppose to get motivated and I suppose look I think that's why the league's nearly so important to teams like Loud because it gives you hope and you're playing seven or potentially eight matches um, of good competitive football and I suppose us going into the last year Leinster Championships I suppose we didn't have a chance um, but now look as, as you said Mickey coming in has given us a little bit of hope and later moving hopefully in the right direction so um, absolutely it was tough and you can see why boys um, in, in the so-called smaller counties walk away um, but look I suppose for me it was always about um, improving as a player and when I was young all I wanted to do was play for Loud so um, on, the, on that side of things I'd never thought about not playing for Loud because we weren't one right. of the bigger teams so, so you, um, you always got enough satisfaction from pulling on the jersey no matter what the division no matter what the game that was enough for you it, even yeah in a, in a way look I was never fully satisfied with that I always wanted more and I always had the, uh, the vision of Loud being a top team and, and challenging for Leinster titles like look, we have done before and um, Loud is, is all Ireland titles so it's like why can't we go back to that uh, that place I suppose and why do we have to be a weaker county was always my thought and I suppose I felt probably Loud people probably felt down over the last few years with, with how we were treated or people not giving us a chance or even in our own county people not giving us a chance so I suppose for me it's always about can we get back to that top table it's and a vicious why not? cycle as well where you know everybody's obsessed with, with Dublin in Leinster don't need to go through the resources <laughs> issue but you know, people in Louth start to believe it supporters start to believe it sponsors start to believe yeah, it absolutely, and yeah. suddenly it becomes the reality yeah, and it is look and you can't you can't deny it over the last few years they've been they've been the best team in, in Ireland for a number of years so um Look, when you look at the Leinster Championship over the last few years, it probably has been a dead rubber. Mm. Um, but now, look, it'll be interesting this year, I think. Um, there's a lot of teams that could that could push on, like Samid Kallair, um, and, and absolutely there's, there's a chance for someone to go take um, the Laney Cup. Yeah, I'd say you might have laughed if uh, 18 months ago somebody said Louth and Dublin are going to be in the same division of the Allianz Football League. Yeah, well, look, it'll be, yeah, I don't know if I'd laugh, but um, <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be an interesting one, I suppose. And look, it's, it's a massive privilege to get some of the best players. They have some of the best players in the country and um, it'll be a massive challenge for Louth next year to, to stay in the division and stuff. So um, it's a challenge that we'll absolutely relish and I suppose we've put ourselves in a position now to, to be in that division. So we have to go and grab it with both hands. Uh, Mickey Hart has experienced so much through his time with Tyrone at, at the very top level. Is he someone that you can approach, that you can pick his brains, that you like, he's worked with some of the greatest forwards of the last twenty years, that you can talk about their styles and how they approach things? Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's he's fucking <laughs> knowledge, you know that sort of way. He's mm. he's an, an endless pit, um, I suppose. So look, he'll always give his own. He'll give you advice, um, absolutely. And I, I feel more than comfortable to ask him for help. Or as you said, he's he's dealt with some of the best players in the country. Um, so definitely love getting to talk to him and pick his brain. And I suppose Gavin Devlin as well. As look, I've said it over the last number of weeks. He's yeah. probably one of the best coaches um, I've ever seen. So which um, is incredible praise because you've worked with a lot of good coaches. Like you know, Oshie McConville is a massive football brain. You've I think spent some time with Jim McGuinness. You've yeah, had a lot of yeah. different coaches at Loud. What is it about Devlin? 
Yeah, I've, spent some, I've had some uh, some good coaches in fairness. I've been very lucky. So, um, but look, I think Gavin's just his technical and tactical ability, and the way he can coach people, and um, the way he speaks to people. Um, he really knows how to get the best out of players, and um, yeah, he's absolutely incredible and in how he brings you in and and can control your your thoughts, I suppose, and um, can fix your technical ability. He right, really has the full. He really, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if, I, if I knew that, but he, he really has the full package, and I just think. Um, so your technical ability. So has he has he changed your kicking style? No, I wouldn't say he's changed my kicking style, and I suppose um, I wouldn't really let anyone mess around with that right. but I suppose just tips and um, different movements different um, plays I suppose how he sets us up and um, look he, he's he's brilliant um, at all aspects of coaching that's why I think that makes him so good and stand out for the rest of him he, he really has all the, the the really good qualities of a top coach so he's not just going in with an iron fist and sort not of whacking tables around he does no, have that in him as well but, oh, no, he? Yeah, <laughs> nah, but look he's he's top class and geez, I'm very lucky to to have him as my coach I suppose yeah I was uh, reading an interview you did I think it was with the BBC GEA podcast a couple of weeks ago where you had a brilliant line about the whiteboard you had yeah. in your the bedroom where it, uh, <laughs> written on it was I am the best forward in Louth five years ago it's been there ever since it hasn't moved every day when I wake up it's there and I have a look at it uh, why did you put it there in the first place? Um, I put it there in the first place because at the time um, look Loud probably weren't in the best position um, I wasn't where I wanted to be as a footballer and I suppose I had a, had a chat with my SNC coach at the time um, Greg Byrne and it was always a bit look I, look, I suppose people in Loud have a little bit of a whinge about been from Loud sometimes or we're not getting the best of this or the best of that so I suppose at the time it was about changing that mentality myself of um, why you whinge about being from Loud when I can try to be the best in Loud I suppose so um, look it's been Were you the best then? No no Um and look, I'm not saying I'm the best now either. It's just kind of a case of that's what I had to think at the time to get me to the next level. So, um, no, I, de- I definitely wasn't the best at the time, and and it's still questionable now. But um, no, look, it was it's just something that it was a switch in mentality from been maybe whinging about stuff and flipping the switch on why not go be the best or. I suppose that was the, the thought behind it. There was a famous conversation between Johnny Doyle and Kieran McGinney when McGinney was in charge of Kildare and I think Johnny Doyle might have been dropped for a match and he was complaining to McGinney saying, if you think there's six forwards better than me in Kildare, then fair enough. And McGinney turned up and said, that's your problem, Johnny. I don't want you to be one of the six best in Kildare. I want you to be one of the six best in the country. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah it's kind you, of that. It's, yeah. Having I'm the best forward in Louth, are you still satisfied with that? Or are you thinking with everything that's been said about you over the last few weeks and all the plaudits and all the compliments like, do you need a, do you need to rewrite it? Uh, no, no I don't think so look it's obviously um, look you take the compliments as they come you take the criticism as they come I'd be a big believer in if you can't deal with the, the criticism don't look at the compliments so um, I try to stay away from as much of that stuff as I can because it is easy to, to let your feet come off the floor a little bit so um, look it's been great the last few weeks obviously me and Lyle have been playing well so um there's mass credit going into the, the rest of the team you know, sort of way, and there's there's 40 lads of training week in week out that aren't getting maybe some of the plaudits that they deserve so um, I suppose it's a case of look yes I want to be the best in Loud and yes I want to be the best in Ireland but um, look it's all about pulling in the one direction and um, for me to get to that level I suppose we have to bring the team to that level as well so I'm not going to be the best in Ireland playing in Division 4 or 3 in all respects mm. so um, it's about how can we bring Loud and how can we get the, the rest of my team um, to that le- to to a different level as well, I suppose. Have you had to reset though? Because you you clearly have got to a, another level over the last couple of seasons in terms of how you've been able to deliver for your county. Have you got had to reassess 
your goals, your your own aspirations, as you say, if, if you want to be talked about in those sort of levels, yeah. you want to be doing it in Division 2, you want to be doing it in Division 1 in Leinster semi-finals, finals. Yeah, absolutely. So then I suppose it comes back to the point of, of we, not me, as I suppose they're saying up and loud. So um, I suppose it's about getting us to the next level to make me get to the next level personally. So um, it's about looking obviously captain of the team so it's a massive responsibility on me to, to drag players along and look we have massive leaders in the squad we, we spoke about Kieran Ciar- Borden Ferry come on um, we have Kieran Downey Tommy Dorn really really good players that are dragging this thing along as well so um, look absolutely it's about playing in Leinster semi-finals Leinster finals and, and the top divisions to, to really bring myself along as well so look I of course I want to be talked about and regarded as one of the best in Ireland at some stage but there's, there's a long way to go yeah I think That role as captain then is I guess key for the next five years the next ten years and sort of changing that attitude because I'd imagine say five years after 2010 when I don't want to say rot sets in but when people start wondering well are we good enough what can we achieve it's not a quick fix of winning a couple of matches and saying lads we're back believe we can do things you actually you need to go and prove it is, is it something you take really take on as captain that you need to show the younger generation that they, they need to aim higher believe more yeah absolutely look I think it was always a big regret of mine I was minor captain um, uh, obviously a few years ago now but and I suppose I didn't take it I, di- I didn't stand out enough in a sense of I wanted more but never said it to the team right. or I was never like I was never driving it on as much as I should have and I was nearly been afraid to stand out in a, in a way so um, and was that just that it's just word, that loud mentality word, again I suppose whole, going back to so it was more loud thing you think no, I just think it was a loud thing as well going back to oh we'll just settle for being better in the first round of the championship or we'll settle for not winning anything this year again and we'll just go out again and do it next year I suppose it was that kind of mentality and it's a weak mentality to have I suppose and, and we probably had it for a long time I had it for a long time and was anyone in that dressing room standing up no no I think as me as captain it was my responsibility and I probably didn't um, look at I suppose you're, you're with your peers at 18 years of age it's tough to do so um, I suppose it's been a massive learning curve over the last few years um, been able to speak in front of your team um, saying the right things at the right time I suppose is a skill in itself so um, well, that's the thing it is and it's something that can be learned and geez, we've had Stuart Lancaster in here uh, talking about the work that Leinster did with, with Gary Ringrose mm. and who maybe wasn't that natural leader that outspoken voice and maybe he'll never be that he won't be the Paul O'Connell in the room yeah, but yeah. actually getting him comfortable with speaking in front and as he got older as became a more senior player of actually being that to the younger guys was, how did you go about learning it? Yeah I suppose it's kind of look learning off other people and and what they do and I, I suppose I'm, I do find that I always try to listen to whoever does speak what they're saying um, I suppose we've had some really good captains over last year and Bevan Duffy um, was a brilliant speaker in front of the room Um one of my best friends for the club uh, from my own club Mick Fannin really good speaker in front of the team and he's led us look to from being a senior team that never won a county championship or any senior title to winning two back to backs um, for the first time ever so to see how he led a team and to see what he does I suppose kind of been around good people and seeing mm. what they do and taking on board and reading books and um, what listening to different videos and I suppose anything and everything um, had to do with sport and leadership look I'm studying a, a master's in, in sports management um, right. I, I run a own business so it's kind of a sense of you're going to put into these situations without actually putting yourself in them they, they just come about so it's kind of always a sense of um, how can you how can you learn in, in the moment and doing it better the next time is always about um, improving I suppose day, day on day and um, look I feel from the minor days that I've probably improved and, and I'm happy to take this yeah. role now you, know, sort of you also need to get a bit of a balance though because you're the captain you're the main talisman in terms of points and taking opportunities That like that's a lot on your shoulders heading into every match yeah, absolutely. Look, it's a it's a pressure, and 
um, no pressure, no diamonds, I suppose. But um, no, it's great to it's great to have that responsibility, um, and and I love it. I, I strive for that, and I loved going into a match knowing that um, the pressure's on, or that I need to score X, Y, and Z, or I need to deliver this, and I need to lead the team. And I suppose I, I strive off that, and I nearly look for that pressure. Do you know what I sort of yeah. way? Um, so, so can you can you enjoy it in the moment? Then can you? Yeah, look, pro uh, yeah. class Saturday. Are you able to? the closing stages look around and sort of take it all Crazy. in yeah absolutely it's it's a tough thing to do and one that I probably struggled with again growing up and stuff um, look I played in my, probably my first county final second county final still wasn't playing well in, in big matches you know that sort of way so it's about just embracing it and, and being able to de- deal with that pressure um, and and playing in the moment I think was, was the big one for me over the last few years next ball next ball next ball was was always is always my thought now Jonas, the way, no matter what's after happening whether it goes over it goes wide um, next job and next ball so um, it's been a massive again is that you or is that Mickey Hart or is um, I suppose oh, look, myself probably overlook um, learning over the last few years um, and Jim McGuinness obviously had a massive influence on that as well Jonas, the way, and look Mickey keeps driving at home now as well Like, what's the magic of McGuinness uh, probably psychology. This the way you can talk to people and the way you can talk to the group was was absolutely incredible. Um, I think he just sucks you in and right. We, yeah, anything he says, you are you were just hanging on Is there every any, word. Any any great talks that stand out? I know not in particular. I suppose look before matches. He obviously we we we'd met a few times before big championship matches and um, he'd spoke to the group and look. I think the rooms in silence and. You're, you're thinking about nothing else other than that moment and what he's saying. So, um, look, he, he's really impressive at what he does. And, um, yeah, I just think the way he can get the best out of you. I suppose the famous video that came out of him coaching Callaway a few mm. years ago and they're doing a hand passing drill. And people think it's about a hand passing drill, but it wasn't. It's not It's not about a hand passing drill. It's about what you're going to give him, I suppose, in this session. Or he's just trying to drag and see how much you have and what you're going to give to him and to the team for that for that hour. Um, so I think he's really special and the way he can coach and talk to people and um, the way he delivers the session is incredible that shift in mentality that you've had in Laos the massive shift in mentality that, that you want to bring everybody with you when you look around to, to other counties that you would play and have played last season in Division 4 and this season in Division 3 the do you get the sense there's a lot of counties that the mentality isn't right in that there's you know there's the powerhouse of Kerry and Munster there's you've got Mayo Galway Roscommon now in Connacht you have Dublin, albeit coming back in Leinster, that too many other county players don't believe. Um, look, I don't want to talk for anyone else, I suppose, but um, I know from uh, I don't know. I think it's different when you look at like the likes of Calvin winning Ulster or or Tip winning um, Munster there a few years ago. It's kind of incredible that, and it gives us, the likes of us kind of hope. And I suppose yeah. other counties around the country probably got that little bit of buzz off that going. Uh, maybe if we get our act together here, we can do something. So it was kind of, um, it was great to see that happen. I think everyone was nearly was nearly happy to see teams that weren't, I suppose, fancied um, to to go and win stuff like that. So, um, look, I don't want to be talking for any other county, but um, maybe so, maybe so. We're just what three weeks away from championship, not even less than yeah, the just stage from the first game yeah. against Carlo. Uh, without going all the way back to proposal B in that conversation again, it did feel that for counties like Loud Proposal B would have been the ideal scenario certain amount of guaranteed games making the league like the league was so brilliant again mm. at times this year that final day drama yeah. if we'd had that in the middle of June or you know beginning of July it just would have been so special haven't quite got that have something slightly different and it's worked out quite well for Loud because you're going to be in the All-Ireland series whatever way it all pans out over the next little while is is this championship structure is this one you're happy with you're, or it'll be interesting 
it'll definitely be interesting I suppose um, look I think a change was needed um, no matter what it was going to be um, it'll definitely it's de- a change was definitely needed so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens and what way it pans out so um, one that I think every county is nearly looking forward to um, and hopefully the GA and everyone else gives it the respect maybe it deserves um, whether you're in the top 16 or the bottom 16 um, so definitely looking forward to it from a loud perspective anyway mm. um, it's massive for us to get to play in with the top 16 teams so um, going to be a challenge absolutely but um, one that we're looking forward to I suppose and going into that first game against Carlo Portelchen, so I'm sure you'll get a, a huge support uh, making the short trek down. You'll be going in with a bit of expectation now. Like Carlo were in the position three, four years ago where there was Carlo rising and they were yeah, the team yeah. with all the momentum. And you know there was a real sense of joy around that and the journey they went on. That's the team Lau there now and everyone's expecting Lau to go and win. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, I think, and, and that's a seriously... Uh, <laughs> scary place to be in I suppose in a sense of um, look you're, you're not the underdog anymore I suppose and we were underdogs in our last seven matches so um, yeah it's a, di- it's a different scenario that we have to deal with I suppose and um, look it's a massive massive match for loud, for loud football as I said we haven't won many championship matches in the last few years so yeah. um, this is a complete other ball game than league football so um, it's going to be a massive test for us to go and get a win well, one thing Mickey Hart has always been brilliant at is somehow getting his team to be the underdog no matter how good they were <laughs> and managing to implement some sort of a siege mentality so I'm going to be interested to see what comes out aloud over the yeah, next we'll few see, weeks we'll see, we'll see. there's going to be a lot of talking up with Carlo no doubt uh, Sam it's been brilliant to talk to you and congratulations on a sensational uh, spring I hope it continues long into the summer as well and very best of luck with Everton with Loud all our Gaelic football here and off the ball is in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GEA Senior Football Championship you can check out hashtag the toughest for more best of luck Sam brilliant thank you the Gaelic Football Preview on Off the Ball with AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more.